Well, my name is Richard Ray. I grew up in a family where I really had a good environment. We went to church, and my mom and dad weren't. My mother was a Christian, and my dad wasn't, but I still really had was exposed to the good things. And so I grew up hearing, going to Sunday school and having the right kind of things in my, my life. I really never understood the real message of the, of the gospel, and I never really had a relationship with Christ. I, I knew the things the Bible says do and not do. It says don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, and do those things. And so I kind of knew the rules, and I grew up with the idea that I would obey them. So I tried to do that on my own. I thought it was kind of up to me. I didn't know if the Lord really helped with that or not. I found myself, after a number of years, I, life kind of was in a mess. I'd been married and was out in the world and just never thought I'd be there. And I was uh, surprised and spiritually empty. That was a surprise to me. I looked at it and I thought, I never thought I'd be in this place in life. So I tried three times to change my life. I found out I couldn't change it. That just like the diagram up here, sin had me. I found I really didn't have the willpower, whatever it was, to change my life. And so one night, I got on my hands and knees and really had a, a really first time I'd cried in years. But I, I really wept and asked the Lord to change my life. And he did. He changed it. So just like the diagram up here, I was no longer under the control of sin. I, had the, I could make a choice. So I started making choices. And my life started getting better. And my life started changing from there. I think that the Bible describes that's a process usually, that teaching, rebuking, and training, and righteousness. And so I started from a place where the Lord started working on my life, and I started asking for help. I thought, well, there's got to be more of this Christian life. I've gone to church, and I've heard the Bible, and I've kind of read it, but I don't seem to be able to live it. So that was the beginning, and it's, my life had changed. I was in a different place, though. Christ was in me, and he was empowering me to change. After praying for a, a time, and I'd gone to different churches and searched in different ways, and so one morning, John Mark was there, and I'd been praying for help, and I walked up behind this tall guy and his son and in a line at a fast food Hardee's, and they were standing at a cash register, and it was closed, and I was standing behind them, and they turned around and kind of laughed about it and said, well, you know, this, is, this line's closed, and you're standing behind us, and there was something kind of different about Mark. It seemed like he had kind of a peace or something. We talked a little bit, and I asked him what he did, and he said something about teaching men the Bible or something like that. And so we went over and had a cup of coffee and talked a little bit. And he invited me to go to a retreat. And I don't know what that was, but he said they're having a retreat in a couple of weeks. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can make time for that or not. But I was kind of thinking maybe I've been praying for help, and this might be what God had sent me. So I did. I went down to the retreat down in Dixon. There was something different about the people there. They, you know, they had a, it seemed like they had a relationship with the Lord and a sincerity that was really obvious. So that had kind of changed. I thought that's different. And Mark said, well, let's get together when we get back and let's study some morning. So we did that. And I didn't know what that meant either, but we met and we hadn't been there very long. And I realized in about 30 minutes that what he knew about the Bible and relationship with the Lord was somewhere like this, and what I knew was about down here. But he did it in a really very humble way. He never did anything to make me 
to try to impress me with his knowledge. He did always just uh, very sweet to never overpower me with anything, which is just great. Anyway, he went over the bridge diagram, and I began to, I thought, my goodness, I've been in the I've been to church and whatever and all, all these years, and I never understood this. It was just like, wow, isn't that amazing? One, one session, and now I can understand how you're supposed to live this. How I was trying to be, my scales over here of trying to do more good than bad, and I could, it only happened in Christ, and how I had crossed over. And I was of the opinion that after that night on the floor, I would crossed over. So then he recommended, he said, well, let's get together and let's, we'll study. So we started studying and we studied John for a year. I didn't know you could study John for a year. <laughs> but it changed my life. And after that year, it was, uh, it was just a real blessing to me and uh, so, so thankful. I thought, it was kind of a premature thought, but I thought, well, uh, maybe God would use me to share this with someone else. And so I started praying about that, and uh, it didn't happen for quite a time because I wasn't ready. But God brought some people, and I got to then study with others. And when I studied with other people, it ended up still teaching me. So when I studied the Bible with other people, I was being taught as well. So that just turned out to be just a, a great blessing in my life. In this process, I began to realize there was a group called Navigators. John Crawford, who's just a great speaker and so a funny guy, but uh, really could get the message over. I mean, he's just a great man of the Bible. And a lot of y'all knew John. And so I got to know the, about John. And then I uh, heard about Dawson Trotman. And I got some books on Dawson and started reading those. Then I met, of course, Noel Nelson, who's been here so many times. And I visited with Noel. And uh, just what a great person. We all miss him. He's just a, a terrific man in, in Christ. And then Jim Downing, of course, I read Jim's books and uh, what's a communicator, what a, what a great, a great uh, a Christian man that's just uh, humorous, but good. he knew how to communicate the message of the Lord and he was just wise and uh, thought so much of him. And he was here when he was 102, I think, maybe, or something. So, and he wasn't discouraged at all. I mean, he was upbeat. Here he is. He knows he's not going to be here much longer, but he, there's no quit in him. He's just great. And some of these navigators have given me uh, words of wisdom that uh, really have just changed my life. Uh, John Crawford said, finish strong. He said, don't, don't quit. Finish strong. And in the world out here, we're kind of encouraged to maybe we don't, you know, we don't think that way sometimes. But that's not the way John described it. And, I, and I've remembered that. And... And uh, so there's just lots of pieces of wisdom along the way that, that these men that are navigators have blessed my life. And when I needed help, uh, God sent some of his really good men. Uh, I think it's kind of like in the Bible when Paul and Barnabas and these people went out and, and the Lord told them to take this message now and go share it with others. Well, that's still being done today. And uh, so when I needed help, uh, God sent me uh, some of his good men. Uh, some uh, terrific men that have always been there. That, and uh, so in, in thinking about this and how it's affected my life, it's uh, amazing that since 
uh, asked the Lord to forgive me, and then, then I started praying for other things, and uh, he's been faithful. And I learned in John that he is the truth and the light. And so truth uh, came into my life by the way of studying God's Word, and light to look at things and understand the true light in the world and what's darkness and light. And so all this has been just a, just a huge blessing to me. And I've been here now, I don't know, this is uh, 20, uh, 22 years I've been to the retreat or something. And when I first turned to the Lord's about 28 years ago and, and Mark came in along the way and understanding over a period of time that whatever God says is true. It, it really is true. And after we read it and live it and we come to the conclusion, you know, his word is truth. That started happening in my life. And then I started seeing the wisdom in God's word show me how to deal with situations, with all kinds of situations. With uh, I prayed God would give me a partner to share my life with. And, uh, and he did that. And uh, then I prayed about how that life would work out with my wife. And he's done that. Today, I would just come and say to you that these retreats and these men that passed up their careers to pour their life into other people, I have just been a beneficiary and so blessed by the sacrifice that these guys have made. Proverbs 11, 24, and 25, it says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I had an interesting thing happen along the way. I knew two people that were making the same amount of money. They basically were economically about the same place in life. And over a period of time, the one that I knew was giving to the Lord's work ended up prospering so much more than the other one. I never said anything to them about it, but it was really interesting to see two people that were both smart, both had to, and they were making the same amount of money, and one of them ended up just prospering a lot more than the other one. It wasn't that the other was a bad guy. He just hadn't come to a place where he was realized that he ought to be given to God's work. He did later. I just observed that. Never said anything to anybody about it. It was like, well, this, this principle here of those that are generous in God's work end up, this is true. This will happen. It's a blessing. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Back in 08, I, I had a time when I had a lot of real estate, and things went down like a rock, and I had, had some times that were were pretty tough. God brought me through them okay, and I made it all right, but it was, a, it was not exactly a, a fun time. I'd been leasing cars in Atlanta for years, so I went down to turn a car in. I had a lease in this you know, it's a car dealership in Atlanta now. The lady down there that was in charge of all sales and everything, we, years before, had started reading the Bible. I was down there one time, and she was in it had some trouble in life, and I got the Bible out. And so I'd go down to the car dealership, and we'd go over and sit down and get the Bible out, and, and we'd be studying the Bible there in the car dealership. So I went down and turned this car in, and, and I was looking at getting another car, but it was, not, it was not as big as the one I'd had, and I wasn't sure how it would be on the road and so forth. So I asked her, I said, what, you think I like this car? She said, well, why don't you take it and try it? I said, you mean just try it? She said, yeah, just take it and drive it. You know, I tried to turn that car in several times, but for a year, I drove that car free. If you ever, if you ever heard of a car dealership anywhere, 
letting somebody have a car and, and for free for a year. I had a lot of good things happen in 08, and I never asked for that. I mean, I had called them up, and it's like, you know, I wasn't trying to keep it. But that's just an interesting thing. It's like, well, the odds of that are not very good. But anyway, I had lots of blessings during 08 when things were somewhat difficult. And I've just seen the Lord bless me in so many ways. Over in Galatians 6, starting at 6, 1, I think. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something, then he is nothing. He, de he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else. For each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The Bible says that if someone will take their time and their life to share the message in God's word with other people, that the people that receive it should help look after them. And it's very clear about that. But it also says if we'll do that, we'll actually end up being blessed more than if we hadn't done it. And I can just say that in my, my lifetime that I've been with the navigators, when I needed help, there, were, there was somebody there to graciously be there for me. And uh, I just wondered when I met Mark, I thought, well, what, how does this work? I mean, do you just come study with me? And he said, just let me know. And he was there and, and always supportive. And if I needed Mark, and I, I was studying with some men, and they would come up with questions. And I'm like, uh, I wasn't fearful about studying with men because I, I knew he had my back. They would come up with some questions sometimes that I would say, well, let me go get with, my, with Mark Stevens, my spiritual guidance and uh, I'll get some help and he'll, he'll show me what the answer to this is and we'll get back. And, and over the years, uh, that's really been, really been fun because uh, you come up with some interesting questions over time and Mark has always spent his time and energy to look after me. He's special. So tonight I want to just recognize these men that have set their life aside, their careers and uh, it's still work to support himself in different ways and so forth, but uh, the, uh, the Navigators are a different kind of organization that I know about. I've studied, I've been out to Glen Airy, met Navigators, and they're like an organization where these men have to go out and find their own support. The Navigators do not support them, and that's, that's amazing. So when I wanted somebody and needed somebody to help me, he didn't come in and say, well, this will be this would be so much an hour or this would be anything. It was like, there was never anything like that. It was like, I'm here for you and whatever I can do to feed in your life, I will, I will do it. So I just want us to recognize tonight, these men here, that the reason we're able to have a retreat like that is men that are still in the Navigator organization. It's really, they're just in God's kingdom, sharing the gospel and making disciples. So if you would stand up, I just appreciate if we could recognize these men here that made this possible. So tonight I'm, I'm here to ask each of you to consider these men and what they have done and their dedication to serving the Lord 
And the Bible tells us we're, we need to look after them and we need to support them. So we've got some envelopes here that we're going to pass out. Uh, Shannon, do you have those or who has those? You already passed them, you got them? Okay. So I, I've just, it made me think about how special this has been for me. Uh, so I'm reflecting on, on everything that I'm talking to you about tonight. And I just ask you to, uh, let's just keep these men in our hearts and keep them in our thoughts and pray for them and let's help them. In Jesus' name, amen.